Hello everybody, welcome to One Drink, a podcast where we talk about one topic for one drink. I'm Oliver. I'm Matthew. And today on our history edition, we are featuring April 12th to April 18th. Yes, and we are back again for another week yep. of history. That's it. It's bringing knowledge. Yeah, every week. And I mean, I don't know what you guys would do without your daily dose of great history. Yeah. You know, it's perfect, perfect cherry on top of a Monday. You it know is. I mean? And I know if you've watched the show in the past, and maybe all the shows, out of those shows, you have learned something new, and they're like, wow, I can't wait to learn something new this week. Yep. Right? 100%. It's got to be. 100%. And of course, we have the Medal of Honor stories. Yep. Which are amazing in itself. Yep. So... To start it off, we're going April 12th, 1859, the first billiards championship. Oh. You play okay. pool? I do play pool. You play pool? I'm not good. Me neither. Good. I like I'm it. okay. So I was golfing last week, and there was a college kid. He said he was a, um, a pool shark. Yeah. So he said his story was he showed me videos of him playing. Mm-hmm. This dude is just really good. Nasty. So what he does is he literally goes to bars. Yeah, hustles pool. Hustles pool. Yeah. And that's, he makes, he said he makes 500 a week. Just hustling pool. And that's just for something he loves to do. I was just like, wow. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm about to be a financial advisor, you know, going on. And he's, but he's like, I'm still going to hustle at the, at the, at the bars. Yeah. I was like, you should. I was like, you could... Do a documentary yep. of going from <laughs> hustling. Hustling pool is like one of the oldest <laughs> hustles that there is. You it's know great. I mean? Like it's 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 a. I used to be all right. I can hold up. I can keep my. Yeah. I can keep you interested. But when you know when you come across those guys that are just so good, they'll just, right. They're just nasty. They smoke. You. Yeah. Uh, Michael J. Palin played in and won the first. Um, billiard stakes in 1859 and holds many patents for table designs and cushions. Hmm. He is credited as being the first to put diamonds on the table. Oh. So I don't know if it's the diamond rack, but I think they no, do no. have that yeah, on the yeah, side, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only did he win his first championship, he's like, I'm about to patent some cushions, which is right. brilliant, and um, the diamonds. So good for him. Sweet. Gotta talk about billiards. I mean, I love playing. Who knew that? Who knew that? Right. Not me. Mm-hmm. Not me. You're welcome. All right. Uh, <laughs> April 12th, 1861, the American Civil War began as Confederate troops under the command of General Pierre Beauregard uh, opened fire at 4.30 a.m. on Fort Sumter in Ooh. Charleston, South Carolina. That's when it started. Yeah, that's when it all started. And guess what? We won... <laughs> I love when you do these, um, when you do those little war stories, because at the end of most of them, we won! <laughs> Suck it! That's what I love to hear. Especially love it when it's Nazi-related. Oh, yes, that too. Fucking dicks. But nine times out of ten, you're always like, and guess we what? We won! <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> Civil War, <clears throat> North. Right. We won! <laughs> As I'm sitting here wearing a Georgia Bulldogs... Right. Oh, I just went down there to rub their noses in it. All right, so we're going to go to April 15th, 1874. New York legislature 
legislature legislature passes compuls compulsory education law. Do you know what that is? To go to school. Yes. Yeah. It's mandatory. Yep. Yep. I was like, what the hell is that? So, edu uh, the compulsory education law required children to attend a public or state accredited private school for a certain period of time. Typically, children must start school by the age of six and remain enrolled until they are 16. These laws were put in place not only to improve literacy rates, but also discourage the widespread child labor practices of the 19th and early 20th centuries. Mm. Which I get. Yeah. Makes sense. 100%. Yeah. But also when I read this, I was like, so what if this law was just never put into place? Could you imagine how much just the whole world dumber we'd be? The whole world would be different now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if this was never put in place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're already a dumb country. This is true. And we can't get kids to go to school anyways. And the smartphones are making us... It's not making us dumber. Real dumb. It's <laughs> yeah. The only ones that are getting smarter from phones are the, are the, are the smart guys that oh, yeah. make the shit for the dumb guys. We need to make an app. Do you know how to... Yeah, right. No, you know what? Let me Google it. <clears throat> right back to the smartphone. No, no, just find a software company on Google that makes apps. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, now I'll just get a cut. <laughs> Come on, make an app. Get out of here. You learn coding and all this crap. Oh, man. So, yes, the New York labor law. Yeah. Herb. Sweet. Different. Yeah. I like it. Did you like school? Yeah. 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 I liked it. I mean, I wasn't the best at it, obviously. You can tell from this podcast. <laughs> but I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't love it. But, you know, Get I, mean, to see I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. You yeah. know what I mean? So It's different, too, because, like, once you graduate high school and if you don't go to college or even if you do, you know, you went to school with these people for four years, this whole group of mm -hmm. people, and as soon as it's over, you're just like, oh. So, yeah. I wish I could go back to school. How many times do you hear that? Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. I mean, I even say it sometimes, too, but... <laughs> I never had that much fun. <clears throat> I just wish that I still hung out with some of my friends that I was yeah. friends with then. Life gets I mean? in the way. Yeah. People go. I mean, you make new friends and... You do. But, yeah. It's cool. All right. So, finally for me, April 14th, 1828. Okay. Uh, the first dictionary of American-style English was published by ah. Noah Webster as the American Dictionary of the English Language. Good old Later known as the Webster Dictionary. Webster Dictionary. <laughs> yeah, a term which <clears throat> everybody in the in this country relates to. When you think of dictionary, you think of Webster's right away. Yeah, right. If away. you give me some some bunk ass one that's got some weird name on it, I'm like, no, 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 get the Webster. Yeah, and I don't even know another dictionary besides Webster. Oh, I'm sure there's tons, there's, but yeah. I'm saying the one that comes oh, yeah. to mind. Right. There's no like well, Pepsi Coke, you or know, Webster's, and it's it's so funny that 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 dictionary has such a <clears throat> such a strong like representation of the meaning of words to like us. Yeah. Because it's like all the other dictionaries. I mean, I'm sure <clears throat> it's not like the meaning of words are different. Right. You know what I mean? A word means a word. Mm -hmm. They might describe it slightly different, but it's still the same thing. True. But if you read uh, 
a word, the definition of a word to me out of some random dictionary. Yeah. And I like I didn't think that that was a real thing. I'd be like bullshit, dude. I was like, get to Webster. Check. Like, yeah. Me, I'm like, I'm gonna have a Webster, and you have a regular dictionary. <laughs> and you tell me the meaning of a word. And if I disagree with it, I'm gonna double check Webster. And if Webster tells me it's okay, then I'm gonna right. believe it. So but if, but if you know, Anderson's dictionary <laughs> tells me it means this, I'm gonna be like, nah, Anderson, you dumb as shit. Yeah. yeah. But you are right. I mean, yeah. The Webster dick. It's just the Webster. It's the Webster. Yeah, All Webster. That's it. I, I like it. I like it. The damn dictionary. The damn dictionary. <clears throat> we should read that more often. We should almost just <clears throat> do a podcast on the A podcast, but just open the book and right, just start at A. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, and describe <laughs> yeah. each word to see if we know what it is. Yeah. We'll both have a Webster one. And we'll both just be like, all right, right, do you know what... Yeah, and we'll both have no I'm, subscribers. But we also wouldn't be able to <laughs> no, pronounce the word. No, 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 because it breaks it up for you. It tells you how to say it. Dummies it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why the Webster is the king, because yeah. it dummies it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100% for idiots like us. It's perfect. I love how we just, we, you know, we just uh, prove to the whoever watches this show that we're idiots week in and week out. Nah, but we are. We're idiots? We're sophisticated at the same time. <laughs> that was a long pause. <laughs> it was like it would just prove that we're idiots. Nah, but we are. What's that word? What's that word? Dumb. Oh. I oh, mean, smart. Oh, smart. Okay, yeah. Smart. <laughs> Alright, so let's get into some... Yeah, let's get into some some, some real true yes. badasses. Not, you some know, Medal of Honor. Make us kind of badass. <laughs> right. So we're going to go to the Vietnam War, U.S. Army, uh, Special Fourth fourth Class, Raymond Richard Wright, a.k.a. Buzzer. Buzzer! This is the first uh, soldier we did with a nickname so far. Yeah. yeah. While serving as a rifleman as Company A, Wright distinguished himself during combat patrol in an area where the enemy ambushed and <clears throat> an ambush had occurred earlier. Wright's units suddenly came under intense automatic weapons and small arms fire for the enemy bunker systems protected by numerous snipers in nearby trees. Despite the heavy, the heavy enemy fire, Wright and another soldier leaped on top of the dike assault position. What the hell's a dike? Like a mall? A creek. A creek? Mm-hmm. See? Thank God you're here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say the other thing. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> We, that would take away a lot of meaning of Armed with a rifle and several grenades, he and his comrades exposed themselves to intense fire from the bunker as they charged the nearest one. Wright raced to the bunker, threw a grenade, killing its occupant. The two soldiers then ran through a hail of fire to the second bunker. While, while his comrade covered him with a machine gun, Wright charged the bunker and succeeded killing its occupants with another grenade. So he just went from bunker to bunker... Taking him out with grenades, not even a gun. But it's, I mean, his boy had a gun, but yeah, but still, I mean, he's just going in there with grenades, right? And then uh, let's go to the next one. Let's While go to he's the next just one. being let's shot at, right? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, because it said that there were snipers in all of these bunkers. <laughs> That's so, what I'm and you got to assume that when they were built, so, I mean, somebody with some sort of strategic mind, yeah, 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 wouldn't put a bunker out of view of another bunker so that if one got mm-hmm. was you know getting hit, another one could protect it, right? So. And this guy's bobbing and weaving with him and this grenade. other soldier. He's right. like, 
Yo, you ready? Let's go. I'm. You're just like, yeah, no, dude. If I said that to you, <laughs> we'd have started running out of look back. You'd have been running out of the direction. I thought you meant this way. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just going to keep going. My little. Right. <laughs> uh, a third bunker contained an automatic rifleman who had pinned down much of his friendly platoon. While his comrade again covered him with a machine gun, Wright charged and killed the enemy rifleman with a grenade. The two soldiers worked their way through the remaining bunkers, knocking out four of them. I mean, they're Jesus. just... They're just on two a... Two guys. They're on a rampage. Crushing. Yeah, these two guys. Throughout their furious assault, Wright and his um, comrade had been almost continuously exposed to intense sniper fire from the tree line and the enemy desperately sought to stop their attack. <clears throat> Overcoming stubborn resistance from the bunker system, the men advanced into the tree line, forcing the snipers to retreat, giving immediate chase, and driving the enemy away from friendly units so that they ad advanced across the open area without um, further casualties. Jesus So these Christ. two men chased out the snipers. So they, well, they smoked all the bunkers. <laughs> yeah, these two And guys. then they were like, yep. come here, bitch. Yep. Uh, I'm coming for you next. Keep going. And then they did. And they kept going. I mean, these dudes, they, they saved their combat to those snipers. Like, yeah. Get over here. Yeah. And of course, all to save right, to everybody. Save. Yeah. All the, damn. When his ammunition was exhausted, Wright returned to his unit and insisted evacuation of the wounded. Um, this two-man assault had driven an enemy platoon from well-prepared positions, accounted for numerous enemy casualties, and inverted further friendly friendly casualties. Wright's extraordinary heroism, courage, and indomitable fighting spirit saved the lives of many of his comrades and inflicted serious damage of enemy of his enemy. His acts were <clears throat> in keeping with the highest traditions of the military service and reflect great credit upon himself and the U.S. Army. That's awesome. That's awesome. Talk about a dynamic duo. Right. I hope the other guy got one, I, too. He did. Because there's no way that he didn't. No, no, he you know did. I mean? Yeah. He's just going to be in another. Right. Yeah. It'll be his point. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So, um, yeah. Buzzer. Damn. Buzzer, dude. He didn't give a shit. I wonder if he got the nickname before or after this. <clears throat> That's a good question. I wonder question. if they called him Buzzer, like, because of this thing. You know what I mean? Because he was, like, buzzing around through the... It could be. Or it's, everybody out. Or it's something that, you know, when they first get together. All right. Or it's something weird from when he was, like, six years old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but wow, that's awesome. Salute to that guy. That's awesome. All right, so I'm going to go and take us to Sergeant First Class Webster Anderson, mm. U.S. Army, also from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. All right, so Sergeant First Class Anderson distinguished himself um, by with gallantry and intrepidity in his action while serving as Chief of Section in Battery A against a hostile force. Uh, during the early morning hours, Battery A's defensive position was attacked by a determined North Vietnamese Army infantry unit supported mm. by heavy mortar, um, rifle, rocket-propelled grenade, and automatic weapon fire. Jesus. So they had the whole everything, the whole sink. You know what I mean? Wow. Everything and the kitchen sink. They yeah. had they had mortars, rockets. Um, Grenades, automatic weapons, rocket-propelled grenades. They, I, they were, got they, uh, rifles. They got everything. They were making sure. Yeah. That. Yeah. That they that they were set up. Yeah. 
Um, so the initial enemy onslaught breached the battery defensive perimeter. Uh, Sergeant First Class Anderson, with complete disregard for his personal safety, mounted the exposed um, parapet of his howitzer position and became the mainstay of the defense of the battery position. So howitzer, that's a tank, right? Uh, I do believe so. Yeah, so he jumped on... Yeah, so he mounted the gun on top of the tank, mm -hmm. which is doesn't really have much yeah. on it. Okay. Um, uh, Anderson directed devastating direct howitzer fire on the assaulting enemy while providing rifle and grenade defensive fire against enemy soldiers attempting to overrun his gun section position. Jeez. While protecting his crew and directing their fire against the enemy... So not only is he is he shooting, but he's yeah. giving directions to you know to his boys you and shit. So he's yeah. go there. So literally leading by example. Um, while protecting his crew and directing their fire against the enemy from the exposed position, two enemy grenades uh, exploded at his feet, knocking him down and severely wounding him in the legs. Oh. Despite the excruciating pain, and though not able to stand, Anderson um, propped himself up and continued to direct howitzer fire upon the closing enemy oh and to encourage his men to fight on. Right. So not only was he messed up and couldn't stand, he gets back on his gun and is like, uh-uh. Don't say me. Let's go. We got this. Keep no, going. no, no. He encouraged them to stay and fight. Oh, right. Like, no, oh, we okay. got this. Okay. We're going to hold it. We're going to hold it. Uh, seeing wow. an enemy grenade land within the gun pit near a wounded member of his gun crew, oh, no. Anderson... Heedless of his own safety, seized the grenade and attempted to throw it to yeah. save his men. So he okay. tried to throw it back. As the grenade was thrown from the position, it exploded, and Anderson was again grievously wounded. Oh, my God. Although only partially conscious and severely wounded, um, Anderson refused medical evacuation and continued to encourage his men in the defense of the position. Wow. Anderson, by his inspirational leadership, professionalism, devotion to duty, and complete disregard for his welfare, was able to maintain the defense of his section position and to defeat a determined attack. What? Anderson, yeah. And he, he lived. Yeah, he lived. Anderson's gallantry and extraordinary wow. heroism at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty are in the highest traditions of the military service and reflect great credit upon himself, his unit, and the U.S. Army. Amazing. Yeah. So this dude got hit with everything. Yeah. He got wounded up top. He got wounded down below. He kept crawling back to his gun. And he threw lived. a grenade out and saved two guys. Yeah. Nuts. And he lived. And he lived. Wow. Through all that crazy shit. And they secured the thing. And they held the, the defense. And they did what they were supposed to do. Right. And they did their friggin' job. Holy moly. That is, uh, that is good. It's nuts. It's nuts. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. For their service and the service of the people yeah. today. Yeah, 100%. From now, then, in future. the future. Oh, Dude, these were some crazy yeah. stories. And it's cool that both of our soldiers got to live. Yeah. Because a lot home. of these, yeah. you know... You know, they a lot of them they gave their life, life for, yeah. for you know all their men and everything. But yeah, yeah. But these ones, these ones got to go home. Yeah. So that's super cool. Great stories. Yeah. 
But anyways, wow. guys, don't forget, you can check out all these history facts and, of course, these Medal of Honor stories every Monday here on our mm -hmm. history show. You can also check out our full-length show every Wednesday, both on Facebook and YouTube. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Click the bell notification to be the first one notified when our mm -hmm. new episodes come out. Yep. And if you'd like to listen to us because you don't have time to watch and you're on the go, mm -hmm. you can check us out on all major platforms. I like it. Yeah. How could you not want to listen to us on the go? Yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah. well, I'll see what these guys have to say. Yeah, you might as well just take a quick listen. <clears throat> I know I'll learn something new. I mean, yeah. And if you already listen because you're watching this, tell somebody else to listen because they might get a kick out of it, too. I like it. Yeah, no, for it's, sure. It's easy to do. I like it. It's not, yeah. you know, hey, give these guys, give one drink of a podcast. Yeah. Send them the link. You're already here. Link's right up top. And that's it. So just send it. Bam. Anyways, guys, for both of us here, one drink. Catch you on the next one. See ya. Cheers.